We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Cal Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale, wrapping up a busy week in combat sports. Hopefully, you guys checked out our pro wrestling and our boxing shows already, which means this all MMA, no opening segment, no other things. Usually, we talk MMA, boxing, pro wrestling. Current events, we talked about Kanye this week, whatever's on our Twitter timeline, hip hop, we sprinkle all that in to our show, just in case you're just listening to the corner for the first time. But today, nope, we're getting right to the good stuff, right to MMA. Because it's our third show of the week, we want to get this in and make sure you guys know our predictions for UFC 280 before the fights happen. They happen during the day, it's Abu Dhabi. So we don't have all the time to get uh, too crazy and too long in this show. So we got to get right to the fights. But Dre, I do want to dabble real quick because we've had a couple of announcements. Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno for going January 21st in Rio de Janeiro, UFC 283. The UFC is kicking off 2023 with three pay-per-views out of the country. Yeah wild you know what's even more interesting like Figueroa Moreno is going to be in Brazil and if what I say predicting in the main event comes true Charles Oliveira is probably going to be on that card as well yeah they need something big for the top of that card he's already Um, said he wants it he wants Volkanovski in Brazil in January he also said he wanted to turn right around to Australia and then fight him for Volk's belt. In well, we'll hold on for all that because Dubron's <laughs> at 45 ain't happening. But he says I he can, even though people are praying amongst his weight cut right now. He can't. Yeah, come on. Stop. His weight cut, there was 20 people around him in a prayer circle. But I, I'm totally fine with this idea that, uh, that uh, you know, Oliveira fights in Brazil. I think it would be great. I'm totally fine with the UFC held, holding some pay-per-views outside of vegas and other places it's good global expansion after we saw that the fight night show in paris they should always go to other places other markets just make sure you have a hometown fighter like don't be pulling up in there with like when Derek lewis fights in texas even though it's bad for him it's good for everything else horrible for him yeah so the brazil card looks like it's taking shape there then 
we have what would be so far the biggest fight announced for December 10th to close out this year, UFC 282, Yuri, let's go with that, Prochaska versus Glover Teixeira 2, rematch, immediate rematch. Well, you know what that is. That is, this is good enough to headline a pay-per-view, but if John Jones wants to come back, it's a good coming event. Yes. If John Jones is coming back, they're announcing it at this pay-per-view this weekend. If not, this is the main event. Yeah, I don't. They're, I don't run out, they're running out of time. I don't think he's coming back. Not he's this year. Back. I think so. Hmm. Where now? Now the question becomes: If you don't come back now, you're not coming back till April, because you're not coming back in Rio. You're not coming back in Australia. You're not coming back in London. Well, you're probably right. And what I would like same to for say- Connor, by the way. Huh? Same we're for still, Connor. We're not seeing Connor until April. Dog, Connor's, back. Connor's neck know. won't make welterweight or middleweight. Connor's <laughs> neck is big as fuck. But there is there are I think with in the John Jones situation, there's two things that, that are very strange about this. Stipe is not pressed. Everybody keeps talking about John. Stipe is not pressed. Stipe is like, I'm going to work. I'm going to work, dog. I'm going to go fight fires. Fuck you. And that's yeah. the fight they want to make. And Ganu's still out. He hasn't even signed a new deal yet. So the reality to me is if they were to do it in London, maybe he fight Cyril Gan. That's the fight I actually want to see. John Jones versus Cyril Gan. Stylistically, I, that's cool. I don't I don't think I don't think Stipe is pressed, nor does he care. Maybe he's not getting paid enough. Whatever it is, he's not in a hurry to get back. Because as much as we talk about John Jones being outside the cage, we ain't seen Stipe either. So no. Francis, Francis coming back off the injury. Maybe he signs a contract. Maybe he doesn't. He still wants to box. That's a problem, too. Cyril Gaon is like the best option for John Jones. But all that being said, I just don't think John's fighting in December. I don't see it happening. December or nothing. Or you wait and you fight the champ when he comes back. Because then Ngannou's healthy. Then you got to give him the whole bag. They got to fight in April. Well, here's three pay-per-views being... Overseas tells me they have the three headliners in mind already, and they're hometown people, so that shit's locked up. When do we stop caring about John Jones? I think we're on the expiration date. Like we're getting to the cusp where it's just like I don't even know how old is he? He's like thirty six. Thirty is he thirty six now? Is he thirty six? Yes, I believe John Jones is thirty six now. Oh, God, let's fact check this quick. Real. Let's fact check this real quick. Yeah, John Jones. Wow. 35 years old. 35, turns 36 in July. John Jones hasn't fought in almost three years. It'll be going on three years. Now, not only has he not fought in three years, he's going to have to fight in a whole ass different weight class. Now, I know people say stuff like, well, Sugar Ray Leonard basically didn't fight, and then he just jumped in the ring with Marvin Hagler. Yeah, but it was kind of the same weight class. MMA is a totally different beast where everything changes. Francis Ngannou, 36 years old. Steve Miocic, 40. That's why I'm worried about Stipe coming back. Cyril Gaon, I'll check his age. Cyril Gaon's old, but they're active. Aside from Stipe, they fought. John Jones is coming to a whole ass Cyril is 32. Class. He's the youngest. John Jones is coming to heavyweight. He can't fight the same as he did at light heavyweight. And in MMA, the game passes you by. The longer you're away from the sport, people are picking up new techniques. People are, dude, when, when, when John Jones last fought, Charles Oliveira is the Charles Oliveira he is today. No, no, no he's no. evolved. 
Yes. And the crazy thing is Charles Oliveira is younger than John Jones. That's nuts. Oliveira's been around since what he was 21. Yeah, like yo, yeah, he, I mean, he's got every every ridiculous record you can think of. But when do we just because John Jones was a draw, but he wasn't like Conor McGregor type draw. So when do we start going, dog? I don't care if John Jones comes back. Like it'll be big, but I think it's starting to lose steam the longer it goes now. I mean, John Jones will be a big deal whenever he comes back. It's just now if he comes back, how much John Jones do you have left? I mean, let's be honest. He didn't look great against Dominic Reyes. No, it's just how, how how long will he be here? Now, now you got him. If he does come back, you got him for three years, max. Maybe, maybe. And are you going to get two fights a year, three fights a year out of John? I, I mean, dude, I, I'm not being, I'm not joking when I ask this. How good is John Jones now? He hasn't looked. He didn't look like John Jones against Tiago Santos. He didn't look like that John Jones against Dominic Reyes. The last time he looked like John Jones was the rematch with Alexander Gustafson. Yeah. He, so all this time has passed. He's bigger. He's going into a weight class that if you get punched in the face, you're going to sleep. It's I like watching know. Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz was incredible. Yeah. But all that time away came back, and the field catches up. Exactly. At least at the highest level. You could, oh, you could beat boy. some guys in the middle. But, like, I'm, the, the top interested. catches you. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to fight this year. Um, I think that there's just – I mean, he could. I just, I don't see April. That'd be crazy. Three years without John Jones. Wow. And then, yeah. And then reports, none of the next two are not finalized, but there's a report out there that we get the Usman rematch in London. Yeah. As that following pay per view or um, after Australia pay per view, which I'm sure they want Izzy to headline. But even that Australia pay per view, Already has a fight. Whitaker versus Paulo Costa. Which makes me wonder what they're doing Hamza Kamaev. That was my first thought. I was like, oh, they're going to make him make welterweight again. Yeah. They're going to give him another yeah. shot. Yeah, because it's probably what he wants. He probably th- says he can still make the weight. And then he's like, I want to beat up Colby Covington. You know that's the guy I was aiming for. Because <laughs> as soon as Costa fell out the picture, I was like, well... Ain't really nothing else for him to do with middleweight. Now that Whitaker's tied up, Costa's tied up, Izzy and Alex are fighting this weekend. He's not there to fight the winner of that fight. Go back to welterweight. If Usman's fighting, you're right there. Like you, you're white. If you beat Colby, you fight the winner of Usman and Leon Edwards. Yep. It's the last. It's the last frontier, and you don't need that to be on a pay per view necessarily. Nah. You could do a, a Florida fight night. And they're showing up for Colby. Yeah, but they'll probably do it at the pay-per-view, though. I think Colby's he's not a fight night fighter. Even though he doesn't sell shit, Kamaya versus Colby's a pay-per-view fight. Yeah, but you have your headliners kind of. Yeah, they don't care. Nice they, they would they put it, it could be the co-main event. It, it could be the co-main event in London. Could be. Like it, it gives it you some flexibility right if someone like exactly. falls out. Yeah. To just they elevate. Man just gotta make weight. Yeah. <laughs> first and foremost man's got to make weight but long time without connor and john yeah man and that's that's a lot that's a lot of pay-per-view buys just left floating in what if land without those hey, two fighting the ufc like i said the biggest star is dana white in the ufc they still do numbers regardless so they'll be fine then we have ufc 280 coming this weekend Let's see. 
Stack card, I just want to make sure we're not missing anything on the prelims. Oh, yeah, got to go to the prelims. No, so, this is a very stacked card. Even, yeah, even the prelims are crazy. There's a million fights on this card. But Volkan Ozdemir, Nikita Krylov on the prelims of UFC 280. It's where we really get to see what Ozdemir got left. Yeah, this, it's hard to believe this man fought for the light heavyweight championship. He got mowed down by Daniel Cormier, but alas, he was he fought for a title. Um, Ozdemir is clearly on the downside of his career. Krylov is who Krylov is. I think Kry, what Krylov is will be enough to be Volkan Ozdemir. See, I, Krylov is so up and down. Loses to Paul Craig. Rex Gustafson. Yep. Augustus is washed up anyway. Lost to Ankalaev, but everybody. So did Ozan. Right yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, it's just you beat Johnny Walker. It's like win one, lose one. Lost to Glover Teixeira before then. Beat St. Pru. He's on a win one, lose one. Lost to Jan Blakovich before then. Give me Ozdemir to win one. Okay. Just because Krylov won his last fight. It's win one, lose one, win one, lose one. I, I will go with MMA math there. And just say, you know what? He's due for a loss. And then Blau Muhammad, Sean Brady. Remember the name. Blau Muhammad. Angling for a welterweight title opportunities. He's been winning. Give me Blau. I like this fight a lot. Um, Sean Brady's no joke, though. No joke at all. It's a huge step up for him. It is. Because um, Kiesa's go good, but Sean Brady beat Jake Matthews, none of them are. I'm, I'm, but I'm going to go with Sean Brady. Sean Brady's had a tremendous amount of momentum. Like, Bilal Muhammad is a fantastic fighter. Do not get me wrong. I think Brady's momentum, solid wrestler, good. he's, he's a great grappler. Um, I don't know where this fight's going to play out. I don't know if it's going to end up on hitting the mat earlier, if it's going to stay on the feet for a while. It's a very interesting fight, but I'm going to take Sean Brady. Very. I mean, Bilal Muhammad is on a six-fight winning streak. Oh, Bilal's fantastic. Beating Vicente yeah. Luque, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, and Damian Maya for his last three fights. That's nothing to sneeze at. No. Oh. Um, give me Bilal. Fuck it. I like the story. And he's been talking big shit all week. Yeah. To me, these are like two 50-50 fights, right? Like, these are, yeah. these are very, very competitive close fights. And um, I can see them going. I can truly see these fights going either way. Yes, and that's great matchmaking for this card. Uh, Kayla Trukagian uh, versus Manon Farot. Look, man, if you haven't watched Manon Farot fight, Farot. You, you need to tune in. Farot beats ass. That girl, if there is anybody in this division that you could look at and be like, hmm, aside from Talia Santos, who just gave uh, uh, the champion some trouble, if there's anybody with the striking, it's Fro. She's there's, there's a reason she's fighting Chukagian, who's been sitting at like number one forever. Yeah. Um, but I think if Fro wins, she puts herself right in line for a. Well, it's kind of weird because if she beats Chukagian, because you got Des- Jessica Andrade fighting Lauren Murphy, and they're saying the winner of that is probably going to fight Valentina Shevchenko. But I think Shevchenko's next fight. Has to be with Talia Santos again because of the last fight. Yep. Uh, I don't know where Santos is with her recovery, but Faro, I, I just think this is the fight to put her over. And I think Chukagian is a great fighter. She came off of beating Amanda Rebus. 
she's got the goods, but ferocious. If you watch this woman striking, she is vicious. I, I'm looking forward to this. It's opening up the card, I believe. I'm yeah. going for real by decision. I'm going on Manon as well. Knockout, though. Give me a knockout. I like uh, setting the pace early in the card. Then we have Darius versus Gamrot. This, man, listen. Benil Darius believes that if he beats Gamrot, he should get a title opportunity. Everyone wants a title opportunity. Jesus. Well, Gamrot's ranked number five. I mean, uh, Darius is ranked number five. And you would think logically, because Oliveira, if he wins, he's effectively cleaned out the top four at lightweight. Mm-hmm. Problem with that is the number one contender to the lightweight title is not in the division. It's Alexander Volkanovsky. Yeah. I don't give a shit what Benil Darius does in this fight. He could take Gamrot and throw him out of the octagon and into the front row. It won't put him above Alexander Volkanovsky. No. That's who's next in line for the lightweight title. So Darius is gonna he's gonna get the Leon Edwards treatment for a little while. He's just got to keep winning and then hopes something opens up where he gets an opportunity. But he's gonna beat Gamrot. Darius is very good. Darius is phenomenal. Gamrot's winning this fight. Okay, I'm a big fan of Gamrot. I really do. like. The guy is a finisher. He goes in there, takes everyone's best shot. Is able to dish it out. I mean, Darius is really fucking good, but like his latest wins, and I, I look at his thing, it he kind of has Tony Ferguson syndrome to me. Where you go down who he recently beat, and I'm like, eh. coincidentally, he recently beat Tony Ferguson. But yeah, when no, Ferguson sure. was on that run, I was like, and you pointed out, like, look at his look at his resume. Yeah. And I looked and I was like, eh. yeah, no, no. It, to me, the people he's beat past three years don't scream top five, especially a lightweight, which is stacked. Yeah. So, it, no, like, I, I think it's a little funny in the light. Maybe it doesn't, you know, explode on this one. The bubble doesn't bust. Maybe this is another one. But I, I, I think, yeah, get, Gamrod, I think, could pull off the upset. Gamrod's last fight was extremely close. He could have lost that fight. I think Darius will win. And I think if Darius wins, then you go, all right, who's next? Because he's got to fight one of those top four. He has to. Where else do you go from there? It's a good question. No, he, he has to. Yeah, and, like he has to. He has to fight Chandler he's getting or jumped. Gaethje. Yeah, like you, you said, he's getting jumped because the, the, the schedule is not good enough. No, it's not. To it's get not. the next title shot. And lightweight is a strange division because when you look at it, it's very top heavy. Yeah. So yeah, fight Gaethje next. Fuck it. You gotta do something. Because this probably, this isn't enough. He'll probably fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh Petrian versus Sean O'Malley. Oh my god. I I from the, the day this show. fight was made, I hated this fight. Because like some some people was like, well, he's getting the Conor McGregor treatment. No, 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 no. Conor McGregor actually beat people in the top 15 on his way to that title shot. Yes, two people. O'Malley's beat none. Okay. Zero. <laughs> That's right. Like, not a single one. Nobody in the top five. He's only four. Nobody in the top 10. And then his ankle gave out. Yeah, well, he he lost to Cheeto. He lost. The ankle gave He out. lost to Cheeto Vera. But he did. He did lose. He lost. That's it. He lost. You got. It's not like he he tripped and fell. He got kicked in that damn leg because he got some skinny ass legs. No. It wasn't like he was beating up Pedro Munoz. That was a competitive fight. Yeah, I poked him in the eye, and that gets you to fight the former champion. Are you kidding me? 
That's nuts. He didn't earn this shit at all. But alas, here he is. Yep. Petter Jan is going to beat his ass. You know how he's going to beat his ass? He's going to take him down and fuck him up. Yeah, the wrestling is different. He can stand, like, Jan can stand there if he's confident, but listen, Sean O'Malley's a good striker. Even mm-hmm. though, even though Chris Patino took a ton of punishment and it looked, but he couldn't put him away. O'Malley couldn't finish him. Petter Jan's a beast. But he's, he'd be foolish to just stand in front of O'Malley and not attack yeah. those skinny ass legs and then test his takedown defense immediately. Because if yep. he gets Sean O'Malley on his back, he's going to destroy him. He's Agreed. a TKO second round. Jan's getting him out of here. Okay. Uh, Sean O'Malley's winning a decision. Come on. He, he's definitely not winning a decision. Yep. It's only a three round fight. He's going to What's be he gonna do? He's just gonna pepper him. He's not gonna hurt him. He's gonna outland him. And Jan's gonna make the mistake and strike you with him for two out of three rounds. I agree. If it goes to the ground, um O'Malley has to survive. I think he'll survive. And then but I think on the feet, O'Malley will jab him, go back and forth. It won't be pretty. It won't be a highlight real knockout. There'll be no balling, none of that shit this fight. Um, no no celebration, no taunting. O'Malley's going to be in a dogfight, but I think he, he'll he land enough jabs and strikes. Yeah, I, I think O'Malley wins a three-round decision. If this was five, much different fight. It's three. Give me Sean O'Malley to steal the win because it's three rounds. The only way I see that possibly happen is if Petter Jan – like, it's, this is a trap fight for Jan. It all, is. For all into, this is an absolute trap fight. This is the fight that you go into and you're supposed to win – but the other guy's got all these fans behind him and they're building him to beat you. And if you go in thinking like Michaela Mayer, that, hey, he's not that good. And I give a round away to try to figure him out. Don't do that. It's the, it's the privilege of being champion and a headliner for so long that you're so used to five round fights that you're just like, oh, I got another round. Or, yo, we're just getting, just breaking my sweat. Yo, the fight's done. What do you mean you just break your sweat? He took the first two rounds. You took him down, beat him up a little bit in the third, but you lost. Yeah. Like, you think, you think this five, you don't got another 10 minutes. If Jan doesn't take him down, he's an absolute fool. Him and his team are stupid if they don't take him down. You attack O'Malley's legs, you take him down. This is a very easy fight for him to win. It's very easy. Yeah, give me, give me O'Malley. And then Komein. Grant, I would not be surprised if Jan just beats the shit out of him. This, this is the jump of all jumps in competition. It's unbelievable. And then Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw. First of all, TJ Dillashaw is saying that he's already the greatest man in weight of all time. I hope they both lose. With, well, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, but TJ Dillashaw says he's the greatest man in weight of all time already, and beating Sterling means he's a three-time champion. That solidifies it. With my own two eyes, I saw you lose to Dominic Cruz. Yep. Dominic Cruz is the greatest bantamweight of all time right now. Until somebody somebody surpasses him in that reign that he had, because remember, Dominic, nobody at Team Alpha Male could be Dominic Cruz until Cody Garbrandt. And that took all the and he had to be injured and had to have all that time off. TJ Dillashaw is not the greatest bantamweight of all time. He's also going to lose this fight. He's he's facing somebody that I think he's completely underestimating in terms of he hates Aljamain striking. We all do. Aljamain striking is basically his leg kick is his jab. And he used that as his range finder. But I think what TJ is not, what he's underestimating is how quickly Aljamain closes distance, how good his wrestling is, 
and how fluid he is from going from one transition to the other when he gets you on the ground. If TJ makes the mistake of not keeping this fight on the feet for as long as he can, he's losing a decision because Aljo is going to control him for at least three of the five rounds. I'm picking Aljo to defend the title. I'm going to pick Aljo. That's only because I don't got another, another choice. Like I, I don't have, I don't have anywhere else to go with my decision. I don't want to due to stupid shit he said this week. Um, but I'll, I'll pick out, you know, I just don't know. Like, you see TJ? He looks full TJ again. That's that's the problem. He looks wooden. Oh, that he looks like huge. an action figure who can't move. Like, his limbs don't move properly. His, his striking and everything. And Alto sometimes is weird. If he doesn't get you to the ground, what is he? But TJ's 36, man. TJ's 36. I changed my he, pick. Give me TJ to win this. And I, I thoroughly dislike that. But I think he's going to win. How? I just want to know how. I oh, think he's a very my decision. Fight. No, he's going to outstrike him. Aljo can't fuck with him on the feet. He's going to outstrike him. He's going to go full Dominic Cruz in and out. Funky bunch. Like in, boom, footwork, movement. Look at my arms, look at my arms, flex. Like, it, it looks like he may not be on what he was on before. Alleged, well, he was. But allegedly, if someone was to continue and find a different substance, they would look like T.J. Dillashaw. That He don't look like the guy before fighting Henan Barat. No, no, no. But, but that's why I think he's going to lose. It's because the way he looks suggests to me he looks like he just got out of prison that's how buff tj dillashaw looks but it makes me question you're in a five-round fight you need oxygen in those muscles you're gonna get tired aljo's gonna make you he's gonna get you tired tj i keep saying he's 36 for a good reason watch the sanhagen fight again he barely won that fight barely Hmm. by the skin of his teeth what did aljo do to Corey sanhagen mowed him the fuck down yep sliced through him and choked him out I don't think he'll choke TJ out. I just think if TJ makes them any mistake, and I think he'll make three of them in this fight, and he'll find himself on his back. Because TJ thinks his wrestling is better than Aljo's. Aljo's just, he's better on the ground. Like, he's just, he's, his, his ground game is very underrated. Oh, yeah. What, I mean, that's, he, that's his best part of his game. Right. What he did to Petr Jan, the submissions that he pulls off, like, he's very underrated. I don't think TJ really wants to go there with him. No, TJ but, will have to stand, stand up. I just don't know if if TJ Dillashaw, the, his physical makeup right now, can last five rounds without he he looks like an action figure. He does. That's like it's like The Rock being a pro wrestler again. That's not wrestling body. That's that's action hero body. I don't know if this is gonna work. I'm pick. I'm gonna pick. I'm sticking with my Sterling prediction. It'll, I think it'll be a good fight. I'm only curious because Sterling's striking. He still hasn't put that part of his game together. Yep. Sarah and Longo have been working with him for a long time. It, he uses it to find range and close distance. He doesn't use it to hurt anybody. And if he makes mistakes, TJ could catch him. But I'm picking, I'm picking Aljo to win this. Main event, Charles Oliveira, Islam Makhachev. Two of the longest winning streaks in lightweight history right here. Um, both trailing Habib and Tony first. But I think they're three and four now. All time in lightweight history. Someone's got to give. I'm just going to, we're going to differ from the bat. Islam Makhachev stops the the hype train. He doesn't stop, well, not a hype train, but he stops the streak um, of Charles Oliveira. 
I think Sambo wins out against Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu here. Not me. I think this is... I picked against Charles Oliveira. No lie for five straight fucking fights. Yeah, you might be doing it again just because Charles is going to win this fight. (laughs) Here's the problem. You talk about these winning streaks. These winning streaks are not the same. What Charles Oliveira has done, he's beat against the top of the lightweight division. Islam Makhachev's best victory is against who? Dan Hooker? Bobby Green? Now, the reason why everybody looks at him as the favorite because he is the favorite, which is wild to me. Islam? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't bet him as a favorite for sure. It's because of Habib. Yeah. That's that's it. That's like really it. He's mowed down people. He's been very dominant. But there's only one Habib, though. There's only there's only one Habib. Islam got knocked out in his second UFC fight. Charles Oliveira is a much better striker than Islam. Does Islam really want to take this fight to the mat? That's his only chance of winning the fight. Does he really want to come into the best guard in the UFC? Does he really want to take it to the ground with the best offensive and, ju- and defensive jujitsu practitioner in the UFC? If he doesn't, he's left standing. If he's left standing, oh, Justin, it's over. Ga- Justin Gaethje said, that's the hardest I've ever been hit in a fight. Justin Gaethje said that. Yep. If Charles Oliveira is standing in front of Islam Makhachev, he's getting going to not get knocked the fuck out. Yeah, no, got to take it down. Got to got to let it die by the ground. But if he takes it to the ground, you're dealing for five rounds with the best jujitsu practitioner the UFC Off has. Off his back, yes. And you got to say Sambo greater than BG, BJJ. Not this one. Not, nope. Charles Oliveira is going to finish Makachev. He's going to knock him out. And if Boy, he doesn't no. knock him out, he's going to catch him, chase him to the canvas, and choke him out. I one of those two things is going to happen. All but one fight differently. Yeah, it's just perfect, and that's how you know it's such a good card because we just go through and just be like, "Fuck it, we it don't know what's gonna happen, but we're gonna be here enjoying it." Also, Charles Oliveira wins; he's the goaded lightweight. Really, we're doing this already. Yep. All right. Well, if he wins, we'll have this discussion on the next MMA show to well, open up next week. He'll solidify goat if he beats Volkanovski after that. Then, it, then it's over. Sir, he's not better than a beat. All right. Not Volkanovski, maybe. But then we're talking. He's not better than Habib right now, even with this. No, no not right now. If he no, even with his Islam. Student. No. Mm, okay. No. If you feel that way, Habib will come back and just quit. That's work. what I want. That's what I want. <laughs> I want what you, to come back. You the pot. Uh, no, we appreciate you all for listening. It's an amazing MMA show. We'll keep this short and sweet. Shout out to everyone at Blue Wire. Make sure you guys listen to our wrestling and boxing shows from earlier in the week. Check out UFC. 280 this weekend we'll be opening up next week with this in the meantime follow us on social media at corner podcast underscore twitter corner club for life on instagram myself for the old man andreas hell till next time we're out peace everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to buyoptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.